Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. So let's bring in Carl Loco, who is the co-founder and chairman at Blackseed, who has launched a fund aimed at black entrepreneurs. Good morning, Carl. Give us the elevator pitch for Blackseed. I mean, essentially, we are a black-led entity um, for black founders, and we're early stage investors and I mean really early so um, pre-seed of about 200k tickets we aim to back 10 black founders a year we have a three-year deployment period so 30 companies in total with this fund okay how did you come to start the fund I mean we are a response just necessity I mean um, you've heard a bit in terms of the statistics with 0.24% of venture capital going towards black founders 0.024% if you are a black woman 0. Point anything means nothing so essentially we had to solve for that so you're quoted as saying that black founders are over mentored and underfunded why is there so much goodwill but so little money I believe it nests um, within the reptile brain there's just automatic assumptions um, unconscious biases towards black founders and I mean there's just so much systemic and historic barriers that black founders have to scale in order to actually get and like involved in the existing entrepreneurial ecosystem and I, I reckon it's around the face of entrepreneurship globally we don't see too many black faces it tends to be white and male so then paint us a picture of the entrepreneurs that you are finding, the 30 that you are funding and sponsoring and, and developing. Who are they? What sets them apart? I mean, they're set apart because of their exclusion. I mean, um, almost 90% of black founders in the UK are self-funded. So ultimately, they've had to be resilient. They've had to be innovative. They have to be creative. And most of them are having to literally have day jobs and then work that trade um, during the night. So, I mean, they're quite sleep deprived, but that hasn't stopped them. You know, they crack on. And I mean, even though um, the statistics show that it's very unlikely that they will be funded, they continue to push through so I mean they're completely resilient and for me the black entrepreneurial pressure cooker within the UK is ready to go you know and in terms of the founders how I define them is just like they're custodians of grit you know they're just so gritty in terms of founders and they're just willing to get their hands dirty so then is funding the only solution in your in your view to this diversity problem I mean it's access in general you know, so whether that's access to capital, 
um, or access to networks or access to information. You know, it's, it's, it's access. Um, you said that you want to see Brixton in South London become the black Silicon Valley. Um, what do you think sets it apart from Mayfair when VCs, where I mean, most of the VCs in the UK are based in Mayfair, basically? <laughs> I mean, for one, it's at the um, beginning of the Victoria line, you know. Um, but in terms of what sets it apart, it's got huge Afro-Caribbean ley lines, you know. I mean, it represents blackness. In, in its t tint of black excellence also, you know, and that being said, there's a huge sense of community over there and there's many black vendors that have been cracking on for um, decades, you know, so I feel, we feel like it's a great place to put the flag in the ground and actually put the bat signal in the air for these black founders to come and receive our support. So given the current macro environment where we're seeing a downturn and the UK might potentially be in a recession, are you still seeing interest from investors around um, funding diverse companies? I mean, most in investors, especially in venture, understand that it is a long term game. You know, you invest with um, a 10 year um, cycle in mind, you know, and there's inevitably going to be bumps in the road. and mind you this is a very big bump but that being said it hasn't deterred our partners um they see that this is a progressive um situation that uh, requires a transgenerational lens you know so they're definitely sticking in there however i do have anxiety around diversity dropping further down on the agenda in general as um other things begin to populate the headlines you know yeah okay yeah especially in yeah if we go into a recession um what about sort of more specifically what your entrepreneurs are focusing on what, what are they selling what are their businesses what sectors are they in how much of it is tech because that's you know if you want to compete with silicon valley it's obviously in tech and the uk has some tech biz big tech businesses but not very many no agreed agreed i mean europe in general you yes. know um that being said, um, all of our founders that we back explicitly are tech or tech enabled. Okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's quite difficult to have a business um, in this day and age that doesn't have some digitization, you know, and um, ultimately we are industry agnostic. However, we do have a preference for deep tech, consumer, um, fintech and medtech. But that being said, um, we exist as as a duality mm. so not only do we have the explicit fund where we deploy capital we also have the community where we just um help to upskill these founders and incubate them so i mean our doors are open to all as long as you are a black entrepreneur what, what do you think is the missed opportunity the market opportunity the market potential by not having and not backing more black entrepreneurs and then on a corporate level you do see big corporates trying to align with more diversity but you don't see that often by hiring, but you don't see that often in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah. So they'll hire more diversity, but you don't see it reflected in the boardroom. So I just wonder how you think about those two things. I mean, there's a huge dislocation when it comes to hiring and allocation. <laughs> I mean, um, hiring actually can be argued to be quite cosmetic and it's not getting to the roots of the problem. You know, so in terms of um, actual allocation, in terms of funding, I can say that even post George Floyd since 2020, not much has changed and data has come out to actually corroborate that. You know, we have felt it on the ground level that that is the case. Um, that being said, I mean, it, it, we have to move away from singing and kind of like vocalizing and actually like put our hands in our pocket and actually move some capital. So what role do you think the government can play in enabling these ecosystems around black founders? 
do you know what I, f I feel like it has to stay in the messaging you know we have to continue um to vocalize just how late our proposition is <laughs> this should have happened 20 years ago you know i mean essentially in the time we're in and the economy and all, everything that's going on we're going to need startups we're going to need that new stimulation that being said it's all hands on deck that includes black hands you know and if we can identify that even within the brain brain bracket um that black founders are furthest from the throne room i mean i reckon that the messaging has to be that listen we have to include black founders black entrepreneurs and ultimately the tide is going to raise all boats I mean, this government, though, has been widely criticised in, in some senses for its attitude to black entrepreneurs, but, but, but the BAME community as a whole is not one that's seen as entirely favourable. Do you agree? What's your perspective on that? And, and London as the capital itself, you know, we often talk about London as being where the finance is. Levelling up is meant to be the big agenda. It's meant to be about creating businesses across the country. That's a big problem. Yeah, I mean, in, in regards to... The overall hostilities to BAME founders, black founders, it, it exists. You know, um, a big part of um, receiving funding is about developing conviction in that investor. And um, most investors are looking for what I would refer to as artificial authenticators. You know, so whether that be that it's an Oxbridge graduate, it doesn't actually mean they're going to have the ability to execute, you know, but it is something that tends to tick their boxes. Um, BAME tends to not tick their boxes. Black definitely tends to not tick their box. Um, a black woman absolutely doesn't tick their box. But that being said, I mean, we just have to continue to vocalise this and declare that it is, there's a huge disparity and we need to solve for it collectively. So why did you decide to create your own separate fund rather than trying to make noise within the mainstream venture capital industry? Because ultimately you can preach change big, but it happens very slowly and many are resistant to change. So some of these cultures are extremely entrenched within these organizations and institutions. So even if they do have a pocket or a mandate that they are going to support black founders, Oh, they don't have the ability to actually connect with these founders and deploy effectively. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. Hi everyone, I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.